the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a fact. If the riches of the wealthy were suddenly given to the average American, the rich would have most of their wealth back in no time at all. Not because they're more deserved, but because they do a great job of getting us to spend it back to them. And once in their hands, they work it to their self-interest. The host of Get Rich Slow, Jim McAleese, believes the financial decisions you make today will guide your financial destiny tomorrow. Jim teaches you to plan for the worst and then hope for the best. America is under no obligation to provide what you need. Entitlements are out. Opportunity is today's watchword. Money matters can be intimidating, but they don't have to be. So start or supercharge your wealth-building plan now with Jim McAleese. Good morning and welcome to Get Rich Flow. This is your money school for financial winners. Here, we explore strategies to help you prosper. We look at the big picture and then develop plans. Plans to help guide our families to meet their financial goals. Get Rich Flow gives you solid financial strategies, strategies that will help improve your financial life. If you want the truth, not the hype, please join us for the next hour for Get Rich Flow. I'm Jim McAleese, Certified Financial Planner and President of Cornerstone Consultants Incorporated, where securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group Incorporated, which is a member of FINRA and Civic. Cornerstone Consultants is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. Well, good morning. I'm having a great time this summer, and I hope you are too. Have you looked at the calendar? We're, we are almost at the end of the summer. We're in August now. What happened in the summer? Another four weeks, and it'll be Labor Day weekend. Uh, soon the kids are going back to school, Then there'll be a lot of changes, and uh, I'm sure a lot of new safeguards, and we'll all see how it works out. But all the things that we have to get done before school should be almost done by now. The vacations, as short as they were, should be wrapping up. Looking forward to the end of summer. Uh, I can uh, soon be time for the county fairs. We missed them last year, but the fairs will be open as usual this year. The fairs, I, the fair that I really look forward to is the Lorain County Fair in Wellington. Um, there will be stage shows and amusement rides and the usual county fair food that we always enjoy at least once a year. And they will and they'll have the junior uh, junior fair with their four H kids and that's the part I really like the best. The four Hers and their advisors, uh, they bring me in the animals. I'd like to 
I personally like to walk through the barn and watching how the 4-H kids take care of their animals and put them through their faces. And some of these animals are pretty big, like horses and uh, steers and dairy cows. But there's also smaller ones like sheep and goats and things of this nature. And for the little ones, we have the chickens and the rabbits too, and the ducks. But the 4-H youngsters and their 4-H advisors that work hard training and grooming the animals. And it's not just the animals that, you know, the 4-H is there for. It's the development of the kids. They have to have projects and they have to take care of them and they have to present them and stand there and, and uh, uh, be judged by this harsh audience of parents <laughs> who are really rooting for the kids. They're not harsh at all. And the kids uh, did stand up there and, and they uh, show off their animals and put them through their faces. Tammy and I were 4-H advisors years ago. We started the Columbia Riders and we were in Columbia Station and then the Huntington Barnyard Boosters in, in Huntington. So we identified with the 4-H programs and they're basically they're very, very good programs. I, you know, I'll have to be patient. The Rain County Fair doesn't start until Sunday, August uh, the 22nd. That's two weeks away. Then it'll be worth the wait. And while we're waiting, we can find some time to review our financial plan. Are we saving and investing enough to meet our goals? Uh, we need to stay on top of the details and make changes if necessary. It's one thing to put together the plan, but you got to stay on top of it because it's a plan that's going to last you basically for the rest of your life. Uh, this week, global equities were mostly up. The three major uh, U.S. equity indices were up. Uh, two of them closed uh, at highs uh, uh, this uh, Friday. And uh, also in the Eurozone and the U.K., equity indices were up. In Asia, uh, they were mixed. Uh, for instance, like this week, the closings, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed at a new high of 35,208.53. Uh, it was up eight-tenths of 1% for the week. The Standard & Poor was at uh, closed Friday at 4,436.52. It was up nine-tenths of a percent for the week. And the NASDAQ closed Friday at 14,835.76. So it was up 1.1% for the week. The good news continues to be basically the strong and broad economic global recovery. In the United States, we have the perfect, well, we have the perfect sunrise, you know, as opposed to the perfect storm, which has a bad connotation. But the perfect sunrise is basically due to a combination of, of several supporting uh, forces coming together, good forces. In other words, we got the three highly effective vaccines, the Pfizer, uh, Binatech, and then the, the Moderna, and then the Johnson & Johnson. And basically, those vaccines unlocked the main gate of the COVID prison that we've been in. And uh, But there's a little caveat there in the sense that with this new uh, uh, Delta variant, uh, we might have to get a booster shot. And... Uh, Basically, the government is talking about that, and uh, I think Germany has uh, booster uh, 
uh, booster shot going for their people that are over 60 uh, sometime in September. So uh, then we've also got, well, we got the, the vaccines and then the, the, con, the consumers uh, are in good financial uh, shape. Basically, uh, what they've got is the buildup of the savings. That results from no restaurants, no vacations, no theater, no sports events. Uh, that allows that puts a little uh, money into the uh, uh, savings account. Also, you got a 15 to 20 percent increase in home values, which is not cash in your account, but it makes you feel rich. Uh, also, you got good investment returns in the first half, and then uh, they have stimulus checks. Uh, basically saved the unemployed people and added to the bank accounts for those who were working. So, and we're, we're basically ready to get back to normal, visiting friends, dining out, uh, attending your theater, sports events, and and, and uh, basically feeling normal again. And uh, another thing, the companies are flush with cash. Basically, these low interest rates that the Federal Reserve is maintaining, and it basically allows uh, companies with good credit to uh, issue 20-year bonds for approximately 3%. Uh, and also, the $6 trillion in U.S. government stimulus funds since March uh, of last year has buoyed everybody. And, uh, and uh, but, uh, there's always a but, but the latest... Uh, the COVID variant, this Delta, is causing problems with increased uh, COVID infections. And basically, the face of the COVID is changing with younger people increasingly getting sick and and, uh, and becoming more seriously ill. Uh, that's logical, you know, because the senior population knew that they were vulnerable. And uh, they got their shots as soon as they could. Uh, before the vaccine, 80% of the deaths were in people over 65 or older. So uh, a large percentage of these vulnerable people uh, are vaccinated already. In fact, in fact uh, I think about 80% of those over 65 are already immunized, and probably over people over 50, and probably about 70% of them, are immunized too. So, so as the uh, uh, the Delta variant spreads through our unvaccinated uh, segments of people in the United States, the low rate of inoculation among the younger Americans uh, is becoming a major threat to keeping the virus at bay. So, the emphasis now is to get everyone vaccinated, especially the younger people. According to a recent polling by the Kaiser Family Foundation. 34% of the youngsters, uh, the adults, not youngsters, all adults in the 18 to 29 age uh, category said that they wanted to uh, uh, wait before getting vaccinated. So maybe this uh, um, uh, increased uh, hospitalization and deaths, I think that'll be a message uh, to everybody to uh, get a shot, or get double, double shot. In addition, both the Pfizer and the, Bionet- the Pfizer Binatech, that's one group, and the Moderna, uh, they've announced the effectivity of their uh, vaccines 
reduces with regard to time. Remember when we were the vaccines were first introduced, uh, they were testing them as fast as they could, and basically uh, the the test generally ran up to about six months. So now they're looking at more, more long-term testing of these vaccines, and they're finding out that the effectivity uh, decreases with regard to time. So after six months, you know, and then initially the double double in, uh, shot would give you uh, 95% uh, 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 effectivity or immunity, and now uh, you've got, uh, after six months, it might go down to uh, 70% or something like that. So now we're talking about uh, getting a booster shot, and uh, what now they're going through right now, they're doing testing to determine the dosage and the uh, the lasting effects of the uh, vaccine. So uh, Germany has talked about uh, getting booster shots for people over 60, and uh, they're both, they're planning on uh, getting starting the shots in September. And I think we'll probably uh, start uh, the booster shots in October or November. It's kind of hazy in the sense that nobody's stepped up and committed to anything yet. But that's, you just read read between the lines. Uh, it looks like that'll be the thing that happens. Uh, again, in terms of uh, things that are good for the economy, and let's go back to that, the Social Security beneficiaries will see their uh, benefits uh, increased by uh, 5.8%, approximately 5.8% in January of 2022. That's according to the Bank of America note. And we know, we mentioned that uh, uh, basically two weeks ago, we said it was about 26% at that time. In October of this year, the, uh, the Consumer Price Index for the third quarter of uh, 2021 it will be compared with the consumer price index of the third quarter of 2020, and uh, the change in growth will determine the adjustment. In other words, if I take a look at the monthly changes in the uh, uh, consumer price index, uh, the monthly changes for June uh, were 5.4%. Uh, over the last 12 months. And if you take the food and fuel out, it would be 4.5%. So over the last 12 months. So uh, those are monthly. Now, every every quarter uh, during the gross domestic product report, they do come out with uh, numbers for the quarter. In other words, the consumer price index, not for the uh, for the last, uh, not for the uh, month, but by, by the quarter. So um, that'll be a nice thing. With, with uh, that'll amount to, I think, uh, uh, the average amount will be about eighty dollars uh, increase uh, a month in the Social Security benefits. And also, we're seeing uh, uh, other things that are picking up. We're seeing that global trade. Uh, global trade picked up in uh, June. Uh, what we're seeing is uh, in imports to the United States totaled out at uh, two, uh, $283.4 billion. 
and that's up uh, 2.1%. And that's basically indicative indicative of, uh, hey, we're, we're flush and we're buying things. And the exports from the United States, uh, that totaled at uh, $207.7 uh, So that's up uh, six-tenths of a percent. And basically, I think that's a little bit lower than uh, uh, it should be because uh, the, the vaccinations and the immunization around the world is uneven with the uh, certain countries, certain areas being heavily vaccinated and other areas uh, being poorly vaccinated. So uh, the United States uh, is uh, ready to go. Uh, China is ready to go. Um, Europe is catching up, and uh, uh, South America and uh, the Middle East and places like that are are uh, doing as best they can with what they have. So it'll take them time to catch up. But otherwise, uh, the, you know, we've had the uh, perfect uh, sunrise. Now that's not to say that things go on forever, because you know you can you can tell just by the uh, the market right now, the market's going up and down. Uh, certainly, it's trying to trying to uh, sort out uh, where uh, last 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 year all the buying power was going into the high tech and the growth, and because the economy wasn't doing that much, and the a lot of stocks were basically bargain stocks. Well, this year with the uh, strength of the uh, recovery, it's caught everybody flat-footed, so everybody knows it's strong and and uh, uh, moving faster than anybody anticipated. Now, uh, what we're seeing is that, uh, 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 you know, people are, are saying, okay, uh, let's put more money, let's put more buying power in the stock market into the value stocks. So the money, the buying power that used to go into the uh, high tech and the uh, growth is now being split off into the value stocks. And, you know, so one one week the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up, and then uh, the Nasdaq might be down, and then uh, a month later, then you got a reversal, and uh, the, the Nasdaq is up, and the uh, Dow Jones is down. So. Uh, to me, it's just hunting for some sort of an equilibrium. But all in all, uh, what we're seeing is that uh, uh, things that uh, that perfect uh, sunrise that I referred to uh, has a lot of capability to it. There are problems. There's problems with the uh, Delta variant. There's going to be a problem with regard to raising the debt ceiling and uh, October of uh, this year, uh, there's going to be problems. There may be problems in passing this, uh, these two big bills that are coming through Congress right now, uh, the infrastructure bill and also the three and a half uh, trillion dollar uh, America, uh, I think it's America family plan. And, uh, so there are, there are problems that uh, we're going to run into, but uh, all in all, the force, the, the, the good forces are combined in, into moving us forward. Now, how does that fit into your plan 
in terms of your uh, uh, goals, where do your goals lead you, and how are you uh, devising the uh, plan to say, I'm going to take so much out of my pay, um, maybe through uh, deductions at work into your 401k or 403b or 457 or uh, deductions from your bank account, however you're going to do it, uh, whatever you're investing in and whatever your returns are, you have to take a look and say, I've got these goals. Uh, you, you know approximately how much they're going to cost and you know approximately uh, when they're going to happen. And sometimes when you're young, it's a, it's a, a goal of uh, getting an apartment and a car. And then later, it's a, a goal of, uh, of uh, uh, getting serious and settling down. And then it's a goal of getting enough money for the down payment for the house. And then, then it's getting the kids educated. And then and before you know it, uh, life really begins, you know, and the dog dies. and they. Uh, uh, all the children are graduated from college and are out of the house. That's when life begins, and then you have to get ready for retirement. So, basically, what does your financial plan look like? Where uh, can it use improvement? And uh, are you uh, uh, making sure that it's on course? So, this is Jim McAleese. You're listening to Get Rich Flow. Uh, you can give us a call. We have a toll-free number. It's 1-888-281-1110. 1-888-281-1110. Give us a call. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, this is Jim McAleese. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Rich Flow. You know, this week, uh, we have some good news, too, with regard to, uh, you know, what's going on in the economy. Uh, for the last, uh, uh, one of the big concerns is not only spending by the consumers, uh, investments and spending by the company, it's also an uh, uh, employment situation. In other words, last week we reported that the gross domestic product of the United States had increased from uh, what it was in the uh, uh, 2019. It was $19.7 trillion, and, and now in the, in the uh, second quarter of this year, it's 20, I think it's 21.7, maybe 22.7. So basically, uh, we went down uh, last year in uh, March and April. They shut the whole place down, and we've been coming back, and now the economy is bigger than it was uh, even before the shutdown. It's almost as if the shutdown never happened. So, uh, But the big issue there is that there's a lot of people that are still unemployed. In other words, we take a look and we say, you know, we've got six you know, there's all sorts of unemployment numbers, but 
the one I'm thinking about is we got about seven million people uh, that are unemployed, but uh, unemployment has picked up dramatically. Uh, basically, the the uh, July numbers those are reported every month in the uh, employment situation report from the Department of Labor, and uh, for July they showed that. Uh, uh, non-farm payrolls increased uh, 943,000 in July, and uh, dividing that into uh, the uh, private sector and, and the public sector, the number in the private sector was 703,000 uh, jobs, new jobs for uh, uh, July. Now, if we go back and take a look and say, well, how does that compare uh, with the previous month, well, June uh, has been revised, and June came in at uh, uh, the revised number came in at 930,000 jobs. Uh, but uh, uh, the concern in, in April and May was that May was only 583,000, and uh, uh, April was uh, two, uh, basically 270,000. So. Uh, people were sitting on pins and needles uh, waiting for the the employment numbers to go down. And the Federal Reserve has indicated that they're going to keep their uh, interest rates low until they they see a a good return in the uh, employment numbers. And it shows basically that uh, um, the economy is direction at a reasonable, no, not reasonable, at a good speed. Overall, the report was a solid read of the labor market. It's making progress towards full recovery, and in fact, there are now more job openings than there are unemployed workers. Of course, that's a a nice little statistic, but um, doesn't mean too much because of the problems with location and also problems with skills. there's still more work to be done by bringing people uh, back to the workforce. Um, Bank of America continues to see uh, uh, problems and progress being made, uh, which helps to facilitate strong job growth. And according to the bank, that should set the Fed up very nicely for a taper uh, announcement later this year. So, uh, what does that mean? Well, that means that basically uh, the Federal Reserve has not only been keeping the interest rate, the Fed funds rate low uh, to zero to one quarter of one percent, and that's for overnight stuff, but they've been keeping the longer term rate low by buying uh, uh, $80, million, $80 billion a month of treasuries and $40 billion a month of mortgage-backed securities from Fannie and Freddie. So that allows the Federal Reserve to keep the uh, 5-year, 10-year, 20-year uh, bond prices, treasury bonds, uh, lower than they should be. For instance, like the 10-year treasury uh, bond or bill should be, uh, in normal times, would be anywhere from 3 to 4%. It's right now, it's about 1.3%. So uh, what they're saying is that uh, if the employment numbers keep up and the economy grows stronger and stronger, probably the Federal Reserve will start talking about 
uh, reducing that uh, uh, 80 billion uh, in treasuries per month. They'll start uh, talking about a glide path as they may get down to 60 and then 50 and then 40 uh, to allow the longer term interest rates to increase. Now, what you saw in the, this report, the employment, the unemployment, uh, the employment report, was that the unemployment rate dropped uh, to 5.4 percent from 5.9 percent in June, and that's been the, the lowest figure since the pandemic started. And the average hourly earnings grew, uh, you know, four four tenths of one percent month over month and 4% year over year over the last 12 months with uh, uh, wage growth across most sectors. And the labor force participation, uh, that picked up to 61.7 from 61.6. And the average duration of unemployment dropped to 29.5 weeks from 31.6 weeks. Uh, which taken together suggests more workers are returning uh, to the workforce and basically finding uh, uh, jobs uh, more quickly than before. So, as I mentioned before, um, the unemployment rate eased down to, uh, from close to 6%, eased down to 5.4%, and that is uh, a lot better than the 14 unemployment rate of 14.7% in April of last year. So uh, what you're seeing is the uh, uh, no, notably long-term unemployment, 27 weeks or more, uh, decreased by 560,000 in July to 3.4 million. And that's the biggest drop since the pandemic began. The median weeks of unemployment which had been increasing through June, fell to from a, from a, fell by a stunning 4.6 weeks to 15.2 weeks. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, that might have something to do with uh, half of the states have ended the $300 per week bonus, and they, they uh, stopped that in Ohio did. They stopped that in July, and uh, most also ended eligibility for self-employed workers and reduced the, ben- the duration of benefits to 26 weeks or 78 weeks. So uh, if you look at the components, of, uh, we will look at that in a second, of the payroll report, uh, strength in the employment activity came uh, basically mostly from the service sector and from the public education sector. You know, within services, the lion's share of hiring came from the leisure and hospitality sector, which added 380,000 workers to, uh, <laughs> excuse me, uh, to payroll, continuing its uh, hot firing streak. So what you're seeing is uh, a lot of, excuse me, A lot of people are going back to work. Also, you're seeing uh, public schools and <laughs> and private schools. They're also increasing increasing their uh, uh, 
teachers and uh, bus drivers and uh, uh, just about everybody. So things look good with regard to manufacturing, and uh, uh, we'll come back in just a minute. So uh, stay tuned. (laughs) Hi, this is Colleen, producer of Get Rich Slow. Each week we take calls from people just like you that have questions for our host, Jim McAleese. Oftentimes, Jim can't answer the questions in depth because of time restraints or the need for more detailed information. That's why we encourage you to call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc., the financial counseling service founded by Jim and Tama McAleese. Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. has helped thousands of clients get more for their money. Whether your financial goal is to avoid common investing mistakes, buying your next home, planning for retirement, finding that right mutual fund, or covering your assets with the right kind of insurance, Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. will guide you to wise financial choices. So call Cornerstone Consultants, Inc. for an appointment today at 440-647-2793. That number again, 440-647-2793. Now back to more Get Rich Slow. back again. <laughs> I'm, I have a tickle in my throat this morning, so uh, I'm uh, uh, eating these uh, throat uh, lozenges, so if my speech is a little bit uh, funny, it'll be a matter of uh, trying to talk with these uh, throat lozenges in my mouth. So uh, basically, let's go back to the employment thing, because Employment is important to all of us, and it's important to understand where the jobs are. If you take a look at the uh, private sector, the workforce in the private sector is about 120 million workers. And of that 120 million workers, about, uh, I'd say probably about, uh, what have we got, about 25 million are in the goods producing. Uh, sectors. By goods producing, I mean manufacturing. Uh, they picked up uh, additional uh, manufacturing has about 12.3 million workers, and they picked up 27,000 jobs. Construction, they got about 7.5 million workers. They picked up 11,000 jobs in July. In mining, which includes gas and oil exploration, uh, they have a workforce of about 630,000 and they picked up 6,000 jobs. The majority of the jobs in the the economy in the private sector are basically in the service sector. And by service sector, I mean retail, wholesale, trade, transportation, warehousing, financial activity, professional and business services, and things of this nature. Uh, You basically have uh, a large uh, portion, most of the most of the 120 million employed in the private sector are there in the service part. And they gained uh, close to uh, 660,000 jobs. And if we take a look at who got the jobs, 
the biggest part went to leisure and hospitality. In July, that increased 380,000, or basically two-thirds of the job gains uh, were in uh, food services and drinking places. That was 253,000. And uh, if we take a look and say, well, where does that stand relative to where it stood before the COVID, uh, it's down 1.7 million or 10.3% from its level in February. And uh, also with regard to employment, we see that in July, employment in uh, local government education increased by 220,000 and 40,000 in private education. So there was a big bump up in that. Investments, uh, employment, and professional and business services uh, that rose sixty thousand. And uh, basically, if you look at the uh, employment and the professional and technical services component, that rose by forty-three thousand, forty-three thousand uh, positions over the month, and it's basically one hundred and twenty-one thousand above its February of. Uh, uh, 2020 level. So it's one of the things that has uh, come back the fastest. Uh, and for, as I mentioned before, employment and manufacturing increased by 27,000. Uh, that was largely due to durable goods manufacturing, although there's a lot of problems in durable goods manufacturing because of the uh, lack of uh, computer chips. Car industry is being hampered, and just about any but anything that requires computer chips is being uh, hampered because there was a big consolidation in computer chips manufacturing over the last ten years, and uh, uh, come along these big orders for chips nowadays, and uh, there just isn't the capability there. And in fact, it's it's uh, Prejudice even more because there's more money in the gaming chips than there is in the uh, uh, chips for automotive and things of this nature. So, um, another thing to look for is uh, transportation and warehousing. They had 50,000 jobs in, uh, in uh, July, and uh, they basically recovered about 93% of the jobs lost in February and April of uh, last year. So uh, wherever you look, uh, like uh, real estate and rental leasing, uh, 22,000 jobs uh, last month. And uh, uh, basically the numbers are close to a million a month. And let's hope that we can keep that up for several months. Uh, Another place to look and say, okay, what's happening in the, in the factory sector. And what we're seeing there is that uh, we got a June report uh, that's put out by the Commerce Department, and it basically says that uh, uh, this is called a monthly full report of manufacturers, shipments, inventories, and orders for June. And uh, orders increased uh, $7.4 billion uh, in June to $506.8 billion. Uh, uh, after uh, increasing uh, uh, 1.3% uh, in uh, 1.5% in June. So 
shipments and manufacturing goods also increased uh, 1.6 uh, percent in uh, June for 7.6 billion dollars. So, if you take a look at it, the manufactured goods are stepping up, the shipments are stepping up, the durable goods are stepping up. Just about everything is moving. Everything is moving in the right direction, with more emphasis in the uh, durable goods. And just to give you an idea of how much things have changed year over year, and here they're comparing uh, 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 the uh, June to June of 2020. Uh, manufacturing is up 18%. Uh, durable goods manufacturing is up 26%. Primary metals, which are basically steel, 27%. Uh, fabricated metals, 23%. Machinery, 17%. And you look at construction machinery, uh, and it's up 40% So um, over last year. So everywhere you look, the numbers are basically in, in double digits. Electrical equipment, 17%. Autos, 15%. Uh, the numbers are, are things that uh, gives us confidence that the economy is really on a roll now. Uh, one of the one of the things that they do in terms of uh, taking a look and seeing what is happening in uh, manufacturing is they go to the uh, uh, Institute of Supply Manufacturing and. Uh, uh, as opposed to the government report, which is a, qualita- a quantitative report and goes into the numbers and is always a little late because they had a lot of numbers to crunch, uh, the Institute of Supply Management and also the uh, market corporations, uh, uh, purchasing managers, index, those are uh, qualitative numbers where they actually take a survey of the uh, people, managers in those particular fields in manufacturing or service and things of this nature. And in July, uh, it basically shows that, uh, uh, well, before I get to that, before I get to the number, what they do is take a survey of people and the questions they ask the managers are, how does this month compare to the previous month? And they give it in different parameters or different categories like uh, let's talk about uh, uh, production. Let's talk about uh, new orders. Let's talk about the employment. How's your employment this month compared to last month? How about uh, delivery times? How about backlogs? And, and basically what they do is they go through some sort of a proprietary uh, analysis of all these uh, um, comments and, and uh uh, polling information, and they come up with a number. And if the number is greater than 50, why it indicates expansion. If it's less than 50, it basically indicates contraction. And the higher it is, the farther away from the 50 it is, the greater the effect. So basically what we're seeing in July was uh, number uh, 59.5 for the Institute of Supply Management uh, Index for Manufacturing which means that you're doing well. And the, the report is put together by uh, 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 Timothy Rice, and he's the chair of the Institute of Supply Management, 
uh, and manufacturing business sector. And he says, uh, business service uh, committee panelists reported that her companies and suppliers continue to struggle to meet increasing uh, demand levels. Uh, as we near the third quarter, all segments of the manufacturing economy are impacted by near record-long uh, uh, raw material lead times, continuing shortage of uh, critical basic materials, rising commodity prices, and difficulties in transporting products, worker absenteeism, short-term shutdowns due to port part shortages, and difficulties in filling open positions. All these things are basically management problems, what you call good management problems. We pay people a lot of money to solve these problems, and, and they're basically they're better, much better problems than bad management problems, like we don't have any customers and at the rate we're spending money will be bankrupt in six months. Uh, these problems are things like uh, uh, you, you can even categorize the problems that we're going through in uh, all of all of this, all areas of the economy, and coming up to uh, from a lockdown into a full-fledged economy. Uh, just remember that old cartoon that you saw, uh, taped to the wall wherever you worked at, and the, the caption on the cartoon is, "You want this when?" And uh, there'd be uh, would be a cartoon of a couple of munchkins rolling around on the floor laughing at your request of uh, uh, your request of either uh, shipping or receiving or doing something. And that, and that was uh, uh, you're asking too much of us. So basically, that's what you're seeing everywhere in uh, business right now. You want this when? And uh, we can't give it to you. Uh, we can give you half of what you want. And uh, uh, shipments arrive, and uh, half of the shipment is uh, back-ordered. And uh, the, uh, there's a price increase of 5 or 10%, uh, strictly because the supplier has leveraged uh, to increase the uh, prices. Give you an idea of what some people are, are saying in these areas. Uh, computers and electronic products, uh, in that particular sense, business levels continue to exhibit strong demand with no signs of backing down. Purchases continue to have long lead times due to shortages of raw materials and labor force, as well as logistic challenges. Increased costs are being passed to the consumer. Uh, from chemical products, supply chains are slowly very slowly filling up like a water hose, uh, starting upstream and slowly pulling downstream. Uh, rumor is a, is a full return to normal, uh, maybe nearer at year's end, but the situation is progressing. Transportation, equipments, and drivers are, uh, is the full return to normal, maybe nearer to year's end. Uh, so, uh, Current pinch point more than uh, material shortages. That's in the chemical products. While transportation equipment, strong sales continue and inventories are low as the chip shortage is keeping production numbers down. 
we have idled several of our assembly plants to reduce the strain on the chip, uh, the chip supply base. Uh, uh, food and beverage, and uh, still dealing with price increases, uh, as well as overseas shipping premiums and higher cost of items like fuel. Uh, customer demand is still high, pushing plants to maximum production rates. Uh, fabricated metal uh, issues, uh, their, their comments were strong operations with new programs, orders, and launches continues to have hiring difficulties and are able to fill production and salary jobs due to the lack of candidates. Raw materials are still in short supply with longer lead times. Uh, uh, machinery, let's see what machinery says. Supply chains continues to be extremely challenging in a variety of categories, having to place orders ahead of time just to get it in, just to find a place in line. So what we're looking at is give you some idea of the raw number. Uh, new orders, 35% um, of the managers say that uh, in terms of new orders, this uh, month was better than last month. 3% uh, said it was worse than last month. Production, 31% said that uh, production was increased. Uh, backlogs of orders, 36% uh, said that the backlog is increasing. And new export orders, 17% said we're increasing there. Employment said that uh, they've increased employment. 26% said that they've increased employment. Um, prices paid and delivery, those are two, so, two sore points. 74% said that the prices paid have increased. 2% said that they've decreased. Uh, and uh, uh, deliveries, uh, basically 48% said that the deliveries are slowing down. 3% said that they're, uh, they're on time and fine. So uh, to me, uh, give me an idea what the market corporation, the market, the two, the two organizations that uh, follow um, manufacturing on a um, uh, survey of managers, one is the Institute of Supply Management, the other one's the IHS Market Corporation. And they have, they have different methodologies, but the idea is that they're coming up with a number that should be close to 50, uh, if you're in neutral, and uh, uh, greater than 50 if you're expanding. So in terms of what they saw for manufacturing in July, uh, unprecedented supplier shortages and delays continue to exert uh, upward pressure on input costs and tiny firms' abilities to process incoming new work. As a result, cost burdens rose at a record-breaking rate, and the accumulation of backlogs accelerated. So the seasonally adjusted uh, IHS market uh, manufacturing uh, purchasing managers index uh, came in at 63.4 in July, and that was up from 62.1 in June. And according to their chief business economist, Chris Williamson, uh, quote, 
July saw manufacturing manufacturers and their suppliers once again struggle to meet booming demand, leading to a further record jump in both raw materials and finished good products uh, prices. Quote, despite reporting another surge in production supported by rising payroll numbers, uh, output continues to log well uh, behind order book growth in one of the greatest uh, extents in the survey's 14-year history, uh, leading to a new record buildup of uncompleted orders or backlog. Uh, he continues, capacity is being constrained by by yet another unprecedented uh, lengthening of supply chains with delivery dates reporting for, uh, for more widely in the past two months than any time prior in the survey's histories. Manufacturers and their customers are consequently striving to maintain adequate inventory levels, often reporting the building of uh, stocks, uh, safety stocks where uh, supply permits uh, to keep production lines running and satisfy surging sales. The result is perhaps the strongest seller's market that we've ever seen since the survey began in 2007, with suppliers hiking prices for inputs into factories at the steepest rate uh, yet recorded, and manufacturers uh, able to uh, raise their selling prices to an unprecedented extent as both suppliers and and, uh, producers often encounter little little price resistance. Uh, so, so what you're seeing there is that uh, basically that cartoon, <laughs> you want it when, and uh, everybody is, is uh, uh, pushing orders through to, uh, to get the products they need and uh, facing the constraints due to uh, uh, lack of uh, Lack of people and uh, uh, lack of products and raw materials and everything. So, uh, the service sector, we just went through the manufacturing service, the manufacturing sector, but the, the service sector is very, very similar to that. The Institute of Supply, uh, uh, I'll give you the uh, Institute of Supply uh, Management Index says. Says that according to uh, the construction people, costs have risen dramatically over the last 45 days. Lodging, fuel, travel supplies are all up. Costs for for available labor are also rising as demand increases and a diminishing labor pool. Uh, healthcare, surgical volumes continue to increase, reflecting pent up demand for services all over the COVID. Variant is impeding our ability to manage uh, increased surgery surgical volumes due to the COVID. So there's all sorts of what they call what you would call good management problems. In other words, the economy is uh, struggling to get back to uh, full production, and uh, uh, people are doing their best in terms of uh, getting people back to work and products. So this is Jim McAleese. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You know, with the vaccines, 
people are traveling more and some are feeling frustrated with that experience. But patients can help. And here is a, is a traveling story about the cookie thief. Now, it goes this way. A woman was waiting at the airport for her hours-long flight. Since her flight was delayed, she had several hours on her hands. So she went to the airport shop and bought a, a book and, and a bag of cookies. She took a seat next to a man and started to read the book that she bought. But she was, uh, while she was engrossed in her book, she happened to see that the man was sitting behind, sitting beside her, uh, boldly grab a cookie from the cookie bag. She ignored the incident to, to, to avoid a scene, and she munched some cookies from the bag and went back to her book. But the man seemed to have enjoyed the cookies way too much. He took some more cookies from the bag and started munching. As the time passed, he was getting more and more irritated as the cookie thief finished her cookie bag. Every time she took a cookie from the bag, he took one. When the last cookie was left, the man took that cookie and broke it in half, and he offered the half to the lady and smiled. The lady snatched the half of the cookie from uh, from his hand and thought, this guy is having some nerve about eating half half a bag of my cookies. He doesn't show any gratitude. She became so galled at this man that he was relieved when her flight was called. She gathered her belongings, headed for the gate, refusing to look back at the cookie thief. She boarded the plane, and upon sitting down, she realized that she had the bag of cookies in her luggage, and that this man was trying to share cookies with her. So, things aren't always what they seem, so don't judge prematurely. Uh, we have to experience the stress of travel and the stress of life. So, until we meet again next week, may God protect you. You have been safe. listening to Get Rich Slow with host Jim McAleese. For an outline and registration form regarding the Money School series, call 440-647-2793. For a complete list of books written by Tama McAleese, call 440-647-2793. Or to make an appointment with Jim regarding your own personal financial issues, call 440-647-2793. Jim will be back with Get Rich Slow next Saturday morning on 1420 WHK with more common sense finance strategies for financial winners. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., a member of FINRA and SIPC. Cornerstones Consultant, Inc. is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.